الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وكونوا مع الصادقين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يؤمن احدكم حتى يحب لاخيه ما يحب لنفسه او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected students of deen brothers and sisters alhamdulillah with the fazl of allah tbaraka wa taala over the days over the weeks some aspects we discussed from the selection of the ahadith the imam abu hanifa rahimahullah had made and later on imam abu daud rahimahullah as well this selection is actually a crux of many many ahadith it is actually mentioned in one particular narration narration meaning about imam abu hanifa rahimahullah that he said to his son that if you practice on these five ahadith you will be practicing on the message on the lesson of 5000 ahadith in other words these five actually summarize within them the details that are contained in 5000 ahadith so we have this this comprehensive nature of these ahadith previously each one mashallah has such depth in it and is expounded and explained in so many different ahadith in detail that if we latch on to these few things we have gained a great amount of good and we will be very much on path of deen and righteousness and far away from many many problems and difficulties so again to just quickly recap the first was the aspect of intention sincerity and then we discussed about not getting involved in things that do not concern us in husn islam al mar'i tarkuhu ma la yani that it is the perfection of a person's islam to avoid getting into things that do not concern him we had discussed in this regard the aspect of news and various other issues that pertain to it in simple terms we worry about ourselves and we help others but we don't get involved in other issues and especially things that don't pertain to us we don't get involved in it we want to know about everything everywhere that's not for us and then the discussion was about who is a true muslim al muslimu man salim al muslimuna min lisanihi wa yadihi the true muslim is one who does not cause any harm any difficulty to others by his words or by his deeds and then the next hadith sharif in this regard from the selection of the five the five ahadith وَلَا يُؤْمِنُ أَحَدُكُمْ حَتَّى يُحِبَّ لِأَخِيهِ مَا يُحِبُّ لِنَفْسِهِ 
none of you is a believer until he loves for his fellow Muslim what he loves for himself. Now this is a very comprehensive aspect as well. As human beings we don't live in isolation. We live in families, in communities. We interact with people all the time at home. Somebody is working, so in the workplace. Somebody is studying, so in their place of study. Wherever a person might be, in family functions, in some community matters, any level of life, there's always interaction with somebody or the other. In fact, there's a very, very small fraction of time maybe that a person is not in interaction with anybody. Apart from when a person is now fast asleep now, so now obviously they fast asleep, but in their wakeful time, there's some interaction with somebody or the other. In fact, one is being alone. So many a time people are alone, but despite being alone, they are still in interaction. Sometimes ongoing interaction, whether it's by means of the social media, it's by means of some other communication, they are interacting, they are interacting with others. So the bottom line is that we are all the time in interaction with others. Illa mashallah. And as we have weaknesses and we also have feelings, if somebody says something good to us, we feel nice. Somebody says something hurtful to us, we get hurt. We have emotions. Some things make us happy. Some things grieve us. Some things make us feel very, very enthusiastic. And some things make us feel very down. All these things happen to us. It happens to others also. So we are all insan. The Ambiyari Musratu Salam with the perfect insan, masum, sinless. And then the Sahaba Radiallahuin, though not masum but on a very high level, and very chosen servants of Allah Ta'ala. And then thereafter are the special personalities of Deen, the Awliya and the pious servants of Allah Ta'ala. The rest of us we are weak insan. So we have all these emotions, we have these feelings, we get hurt sometimes, we feel very happy sometimes, and whatever else goes on. So on the one side, we have all these, lim these are limitations, these emotions are in a way limitations, because now it sometimes takes a person on a high, and sometimes it drops him on a low. Sometimes a person is very, very enthusiastic. Sometimes he doesn't have any drive in him. Sometimes one thing, sometimes another. All the weathers, weather patterns are sometimes in the same day, in people's moods, in people's manner. So we have these issues and others also have these issues. Then Allah Ta'ala in His wisdom and in His infinite hikmat has distributed things in life differently. That is Allah Ta'ala's hikmat and wisdom. And 
one person might have more of one thing and somebody else might have more of a different thing. Sometimes it might appear that person got everything and I got nothing. But very often we don't realize that I've got so many different better things than that person. From time to time people who come to discuss some issues, it becomes apparent that sometimes somebody has got a lot of material things, a lot of wealth, whatever else. But the person is missing out on some things which the poorest of the poor sometimes have. Peace. That poor person, for that time he's hungry, he might then have to ask for something also. But then he's very content and peaceful and he has a nice sleep and he carries on with life in his simple house. He carries on with life. And the person in the midst of every other comfort and luxury, but he just now got no peace in life. Not that this is every person of that. I'm giving an example of some people who might have a lot of the material things, but they are lacking that peace, they are lacking that contentment, they are lacking that happiness within themselves. Somebody might not have the material things, and they got this. So in any case, in terms of the material things of dunya, Allah Ta'ala has, through His infinite wisdom, distributed things in a way that He deemed best in His wisdom. And Allah Ta'ala's wisdom is infinite. Allah Ta'ala's wisdom is absolute. We cannot expect to fathom the infinite wisdom. We have limited brains. We have limited thinking. How are we going to infer? Uh, we're going to be able to understand something infinite. So now, for example, somebody has a car, somebody doesn't have a car. Somebody has a house of their own, somebody is in rented accommodation. Somebody has a better car, somebody has a not such a top-class vehicle. Somebody is able to wear a certain kind of clothing of a certain standard and quality and somebody may not be able to do that. And like this, all the various other issues in life. Then somebody might have a little bit more intelligence, somebody not so intelligent. Somebody might have a little bit more of beauty and somebody not so much of it. Somebody has greater and better health and somebody is a little bit experiencing some challenges in their health, some sicknesses, whatever. Now these are all various different situations in which Allah Ta'ala has of His Hikmat made this distribution. نَحْنُ قَسَمْنَا بَيْنَهُمْ مَعِيشَتَهُمْ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَرَفَعْنَا بَعْضَهُمْ فَوْقَ بَعْدٍ دَرَجَاتٍ يَتَّخِذَ بَعْضُهُمْ بَعْدًا سُخْرِيًّا وَرَحْمَةُ رَبِّكَ خَيْرٌ مِّمَّا يَجْمَعُونَ Allah Ta'ala says we have made this distribution. And this is our prerogative. Allah Ta'ala's prerogative, everybody is Allah Ta'ala's makhluk. And nobody deserves anything from Allah Ta'ala. Nobody is deserving that I should have had this, I should have had that. So now, coming back to where we started off, on the one side, we have all these emotions, feelings, some of it are our weaknesses of a very deep level, for example, weakness of anger, sometimes jealousy creeps in, sometimes this, sometimes that. Then together with that, there is the issue of the limitations we have, then the issue of this 
various uh, the distribution of Allah Ta'ala where we might have something and somebody might not have it somebody else has something which we don't have so now we have to live together with all these differences there are differences in people's tabiat in people's temperament somebody is very easy going somebody is a bit not so easy going somebody is very compassionate very kind very soft-natured somebody is a bit hard stern somebody is very generous and very sort of loose with their money and somebody is a little bit firm on it there are all these various things and now in the middle of all that you're going to have to live with one, one another you're going to have to live in one house one household, one family you're going to live with that extended family we have to live as companions and as colleagues in our work, in our study in whatever how is this going to now work out when there's such different temperaments, people have their own ways, habits their own way of uh, approach to things and somebody has a very easy going nature and somebody not so easy going somebody can really suppress their anger very well and somebody can't suppress it so well all these things carry on and in the midst of all this Allah Ta'ala says in the Hadith Quds, uh, in the Hadith Nabi Salaam explains that لَا تَدْخُلُوا الْجَنَّةَ حَتَّى تُؤْمِنُوا وَلَا تُؤْمِنُوا حَتَّى تَحَابُوا Now you will not get to Jannat, which is our goal, our destination. We want to get to Jannat. Now we are all on this journey of life, and that is our destination. We want to get to Jannat. And in order to get to Jannat, we are going to have to please Allah Ta'ala. So we are going to have to bring Iman, and do what Allah Ta'ala has commanded us. So Nabi Islam is saying, you will not enter Jannat until you have Iman. And then you practice on the dictates of Iman. But your Iman cannot reach perfection and completion until you have muhabbat with one another. So now we need, want to get to Jannat, we need to have this muhabbat. Now how we are going to have this muhabbat? This muhabbat will develop when we are well wishes of everybody. We wish well for everyone. We might have a problem with someone, but we wish well for them. So we have a problem because maybe the person didn't understand, or the person did something, whatever the case is. So now the person took our right, the person took something. So now we want to get that back also, we'll claim it. If there's now somebody took our wealth, they took our possession, whatever the case is. So we'll, we want to claim it, we'll claim it, no problem in the proper manner, within the limits of Sharia, in a dignified way, we'll claim it. But we will still wish well for everyone. Because that is what's going to make that family unit very strong and make people united. That's what's going to make that extended family strong, that community strong, and the ummah at large very strong, when everybody is a well-wisher of everybody else. Now, Imam Muhammad selected this as one of the five ahadith. That, لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يحب لأخيه ما يحب لنفسه None of you is a believer 
until he loves for his fellow Muslim what he loves for himself. Now, none of you being a believer, what it refers to? It refers to that the Iman is very deficient. There's a major deficiency. It's not a small thing. Not that the Iman is negated. Iman is not negated. Iman is there. But there's a major deficiency. In the department of Akhlaq, a very, very major deficiency. That if a person doesn't have the well-wishing for every Muslim in his heart, now it is this well-wishing that is the key factor that makes that community, that extended family, or that family, or that relationship between two people, whether it's spouses, whether it's parents and children, whether it's siblings, it makes that relationship very healthy, very strong, and they can now weather the storms that come along, and they can still move forward positively when everybody is a well-wisher of everyone else. Now, to, the important thing is to reflect, to look down deep into our, <coughs> our hearts <coughs> and try and see what is the level of our well-wishing. For example, how do we go about reflecting on this? What do we look at? So now we take our siblings, for example, our classmates, maybe others around us. So one is on that level. Sometimes now for the seniors, for elders, we have a different uh, feeling in the heart, a feeling of respect, a feeling of well, that well-wishing, a feeling of all the good things. Unfortunately, that too is not always the case. Sometimes people, despite it being their own parents, their children, their near and dear ones, seniors, but they have a major problem within themselves and they actually harbor ill feelings towards their own family, etc. Now, we're not talking about that situation. That is far away from being anywhere uh, in terms of what this Hadith Sharif is asking us to have within us. They're talking about a general situation where mashallah a person understands these are my parents, these are my seniors, these are my elders, whatever. So now I need to deal with them in a proper manner. So now that often happens mashallah. People who have some dini conscience, they do that. But then when it comes to our what we may term as our equals, people of our level, then somehow it starts taking a different direction. So now this is what we need to reflect on, that those who are around me, in my class, my classmates, my family, my siblings, whoever else, people I interact with daily, what level of goodness is in my heart for them? How much good do I wish for them? How much do I wish that they also prosper, that they also uh, are successful in their endeavors, whatever, whatever it is? Do I have that jazbah, that zeal, that I'm wishing good for everybody? Or oh, Allah forbid, Allah forbid, that I am actually hoping for somebody's downfall. I'm hoping and wishing or playing with that in my mind sometimes, that this person, everything must just turn around negatively for him. Everything must go haywire. Do we have that kind of feeling? Or is it the feeling, the positive side? of feeling about how to how can we 
take people forward, what good that we can do to them, what, how we can help them in their matters, how can we try to progress and make them progress. Now, that when a person has this well-wishing, now the one side starting off again, everybody has their limitations. And when a person has this well-wishing, he will deal with the limitations of others also in a different way. Now one is a child, one's own child. So one's own child, and the other side is a child of somebody who is distant from us. We have no friendship with that person. In fact, there is some strained relationship there, whatever the case is. Now, our child did something wrong and supposing we have now some kind of authority over both, whatever it is now, in whichever situation now, we are taking care of this child and that child now. So now our child did something and what this child did was wrong and the other child did also something wrong. Do we deal with both exactly in the similar manner, meaning that same level of uh, reprimand, the same level of whatever action we will take in terms of our own child and the other child, will it be the same? Or will it be that perhaps our own child, there might be a certain degree of leniency and the other child, it might go on a very, very negative note. Why? Well, this is my child. So I need to now just try and cover up for him a little bit. I need to now give him some consideration at least. And other child, that child is a child of somebody I'm not even on good terms with. So therefore now, I'll deal with that within the rules, but very firmly. Now why, what's the reason for this disparity? this disparity, the reason for this uh, difference in the manner in which this is being dealt with, why am I not dealing with both in a similar manner, what is the reason for this going about in this manner, it is because that level of well-wishing for one's own child is far more than the level of well-wishing for the other child and Allah forbid sometimes it's ill-wishing, there's no well-wishing, sometimes it's ill-wishing. Now on a basic level of Iman, to perfect that Iman, this well-wishing for every mu'min is so necessary. And now, if it goes in the opposite direction, this ill-wishing, that is what starts bringing up all the problems. And if there's well-wishing, then we will deal with things in a positive manner. There's a problem also, that problem will be dealt with in a positive manner. In the sense that, we will do what has to be done to address the matter, but we will be looking out for how to resolve that issue compared to how to just merely put somebody in their place how to do something in a way that we feel we've exacted some revenge we have sorted somebody out all these various things So now, this is the issue. This is what we need to now check within ourselves. That to the extent we have this well-wishing, to that extent we will be showing that consideration, 
people will be trying to accommodate others, we will be trying to be kind and compassionate to them, we will be having a clean heart towards them, we will not be taking things differently from different quarters. Our own child did something, it's in one way, somebody else's child did something, is a different way. But we will be looking at the merits of the situation. Sometimes it might be that we might deal with our own child a little bit more firmly, because now this is a repeat offense so many times, and that child first time around will deal with it differently. So all these things will be dictated not by what is our emotions, but what's in the best interest of the situation. Our emotions won't dictate the situation. Now outwardly this just seems like one, one message, but it has a very deep impact. And if this really is taken to heart, that heart cannot have then any jealousy in it. That heart won't harbor malice. That heart won't be thirsting for revenge. That heart will be looking out for the good of every person. That heart will be looking out of how to progress others as well. How to make things easy and comfortable for others also. This will be the way in which we will be looking at things. So this is how we need to now check within ourselves, reflect. As mentioned that, uh, last week, that these selections were made, it was not just on an academic level. No, it was made, these selections, these great personalities made these selections to now that there's so many things to learn, so many things to do. A person sometimes gets a little bit uh, overwhelmed. Where do I start? What do I do? So they are telling us, okay, just concentrate on these five things first, then you are already on your way. And you get this right, then all the other things are very easy to get right. You concentrate on these five things, and inshallah, you are now on the highway of progress in your deen. And your dunya also will become very, very much, uh, very pleasant, and things will move in a positive manner. Concentrate on these five things. Now, out of the five things was ikhlas, was being a good Muslim by not giving taklif to anybody with our words and deeds and by not getting involved in matters that don't pertain to us. And now this aspect, well-wishing. We discussed this previously, we will discuss it again inshallah. Because we have to keep revising these lessons and keep reflecting how much of this have we inculcated. It's well-wishing. So now we have to look deep down in our hearts every day, at least for a period of time. And often these things are to be done consecutively for 40 days. This muhasaba, muraqaba, checking within ourselves. And then also some things are to be done daily, but at least for 40 days we made it a habit to now check within ourselves every day. Make a note, make a reminder. Every day, look deep down within ourselves. What is my condition in this regard? How much of well-wishing do I have? Do I have the opposite? Am I actually wishing somebody's harm? Am I wishing somebody's downfall? Am I wishing some problem for somebody? Then that's a very big problem within myself. Then I'm gone far away from what the dictates of this Hadith Sharif are. So it is by this reflection, not merely by just listening to something, because we listen and we'll forget. But giving now time to reflect, time to digest this, Time to now check within ourselves. Where do I feature in this whole equation? How much of this is in my life? And if I find some problem within myself, 
I find that there is a, some ill feelings, there is some problem, then now how to address that? How to now clear that? We have mentioned this many occasions before. One is some hurt, some pain. Pain is something else. And the heart being clean is a different matter. It doesn't mean if there's pain, the heart is dirty. Pain and the heart being clean can happen at the same time. Somebody has hurt us, injured us physically, but we've cleaned. Okay, this was a mistake, don't worry about it. You didn't mean to do it like this. It happens sometimes. A person made a mistake, hurts the next person. Now the person who did that, his mistake, he's feeling so bad about it that I hurt this person. But that person, mashallah, is a very understanding person. He very clearly realized that this was a sheer mistake and it was beyond this person's control really. So now he's comforting the other party. Don't worry, man. See, but you know, you're so badly hurt and you know, it must be really paining. So now it is paining. It's paining quite a bit. He's really feeling the pain. But now he's comforting the other person. No, no, you don't worry. This was not something you did deliberately. It was a mistake and anybody can make a mistake like this. Now he is comforting the other person. Now his heart is completely clean towards the other person. But the pain is there. The pain is there. But his heart is completely clean. He's going about actually pacifying and com- because that person got so shocked up. That person got so overwhelmed now. How could I have done something like this? And what a, what a disaster I'm creating here. And how can I have hurt somebody like this? this person is pacifying him, is comforting him. Which shows that the heart is clean. That's why he's going about pacifying him. But the pain is still there. So likewise, emotionally sometimes, there's a pain. Once in a while, something comes to mind. It uh, triggers that pain again also. But the heart is clean. There's no malice. There's no feeling. We've put it behind us. We carried on with life. And we're actually wishing well, uh, wishing well for them. For whatever the issue was, that is what is required. That within our home, in our environments, wherever we are, we are all the time building up this well-wishing for others. And to the extent we build this up, inshallah we will find this tremendous benefit and this tremendous relief within ourselves. And this will become a tremendous progress for us in our deen. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us all the tawfiq. Allah ta'ala grant us this well-wishing. Allah ta'ala fill our hearts with this goodness for everyone. Allah ta'ala cleanse our hearts from all the negativities and make us among His true and obedient servants. وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جز الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهل ربنا غلبنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير وجعل عاقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسولك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وأصحابه أجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين ورحمه